I'm Hannah Coles. You are listening to Love at Home, episode number 20, The Miracle Worker. You are listening to Love at Home, a podcast for LDS parents and teens to get weekly inspiration, motivation, and tools that will help you to overcome life's challenges and learn how to become your very best selves. Here's your host, LDS life coach, Hannah Coles. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Today is Thursday, the 22nd, and it is Thanksgiving. So if you're listening to it on the day it comes out, happy Thanksgiving, my friends. I have to say this poor holiday is sandwiched in between two big ones, and not just big holidays, but two big commercially focused holidays. And I'm all for fall. Fall is my favorite. But I remember walking into a craft store the very first week or so of June and already seeing tons of Halloween and Christmas stuff out. And I thought to myself, wow, this feels so oddly wrong. I was excited for it to be summer finally and already they're moving on to fall, but not just fall, Halloween and Christmas. They had aisles of Halloween decorations, costumes, party supplies, and carvable pumpkins, which I love. And then a row over, they had Christmas ornaments and artificial trees and nutcrackers and lights and advent calendars. And then sandwiched in between these two giant holidays fell this one tiny section of a few turkeys and fall foliage for Thanksgiving. That poor holiday. And I think it's really interesting that Black Friday is now Black Thursday. Sometimes it's Black Wednesday. Sales start super early before family dinners and time to honor and celebrate what this holiday really signifies of peace and friendship and abundance. Now, I am not knocking anything. Black Friday can be super fun. You already know I'm all for pumpkins and cute Halloween. And Christmas, of course, is especially wonderful too. But I think it's important to slow down, to pause, and to think about what Thanksgiving can be, which is a time to honor and appreciate the freedoms we enjoy. And oftentimes we take for granted living here. You know, this time to reflect and love our friends and our family for the time that we have together and the blessings that they are to us in our lives and really look around at the sheer abundance that we have been given. Sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in the things that pull us away from gratitude and, and peace. We get distracted by the outward thoughts and opinions of others, by things that aren't going the way we think they should, by the negatives in life. And if you caught last week's episode on the negativity bias, now we know why we're prone to notice those. But by so doing, we tell our brain what is important and it weeds out all the rest. It sets the other things aside to focus and narrow in on what you deem important. And as a result, we miss the bigger picture sometimes. We miss the opportunity to bask in the abundance that is around us. So I have to tell you this story that was really pivotal and kind of significant in my life. Several years ago, my daughter was performing in the Nutcracker Ballet, and she did this for many years, and the performances were always so magical. I love the Nutcracker. The professional ballet company would perform with all these young dancers, and it was just this amazing production, this huge production. I loved going each year, but with a production of that size, however, there were many, many, many rehearsals, and we didn't live super close to the ballet, so it was a bit of a hassle to get there. And the performance hall was right across the street from the state capitol. Capitol building so parking wasn't a piece of cake either but it was all worth it because I knew what a fun experience this was for my daughter and the end result was just going to be this magical experience. On this one occasion they were doing a mandatory run-through at the performance hall but they didn't really want 
all the hundreds of dancers there the entire time. So what they did is they just scheduled you to arrive just for your part, which was really short, like only 20 minutes. And the first year we did this, I like hemmed and I hawed because it was going to be at least two hours of driving there in the middle of prime time traffic and finding parking was going to be a mess and she was only going to be there for 20 minutes. It just, ugh, you know, that those thoughts. So on that day, we drove up there and we were already barely going to make it on time as it was because of that traffic. It was then that we noticed that all the streets surrounding the performance hall were blocked off from parking in preparation for a marathon they were having the following day. Now I'm starting to stress out a bit because you can't be late. You only have 20 minutes on stage and my thoughts were like, where am I going to park and how am I going to get her there on time? And did I mention that it was raining too? Because it was totally wet and cold and a mess. And then I noticed that there was this underground parking garage that charged something ridiculous, like $5 every 10 minutes or something like that. I don't remember what it was. But at that point, I decided that it wasn't going to be the end of the world, that she was only going to be there for 20 minutes. And at this point, I just, I just really needed to get her in there. So we pull in and the attendant there said, hey, did you know you have a flat tire? It's like, no, I did not know that. And so I got out and I looked and it was like really really flat. It was a miracle we got there at all on that thing. And how long had it been flat? I I don't know. <laughs> so they told me to park in this area right up front that was really accessible for roadside service and I just bolted my daughter to the performance hall. Okay, so picture this. It's cold, it's wet, it's rainy, it's it's dusk and it's getting dark and parents aren't allowed inside during this closed rehearsal and right outside the doors there was this little tiny concrete bench like the kind you'd see in a small garden just I don't know really tiny and of course it was wet from the rain but they had this small pop-up tent for the volunteers who would sign the kids in and out and it wasn't really over the whole bench so it didn't do a a lot of good okay so I'm standing outside by myself because no one else is crazy enough to be outside in the cold windy rain and all the other parents got their kids there on time So I'm standing outside in the wind and the rain and I'm trying to slow my heart down as it was still rushing around from the madness of just getting her in there. And I noticed that this tiny little bit of bench was under the pop-up. So just a sliver of the bench was still dry. I sat down, I made phone calls to try and get my car fixed. And with all the things that had happened that afternoon, I just felt like I wanted to cry. I was noticing all the little negatives that were adding up and I was feeling so overwhelmed, but then something stopped me. Just a gentle reminder from the spirit. I'm positive it was a kind, loving gesture from Heavenly Father that just prompted me to look up and not look up at the pop-up tent or the rain. I was at that point on the verge of tears. So I was looking down. I was looking down at my phone and making these phone calls. I was wanting to call someone, to call a friend, to vent, to complain, just to not feel so alone out there in the cold. But that moment to look up stopped me and I looked up and it was beautiful, like a scene from a painting. Being fall, all the trees that surrounded that center were just gorgeous fall colors. And the leaves were following in this slow, picturesque scene in front of me. It smelled so good, the rain, the trees, and just all those fall scents. And my thoughts in that moment turned from all the negatives to things like, okay, we got here, and she really was on time. We found parking. We navigated through rush hour traffic, and we still made it here. My sweet mother-in-law kept my other three kids so I didn't have to do all of this with kids in tow. And even though I couldn't park where we always did, we did find parking really close. 
We didn't have to circle the garage either. We got to park right up in front, which also meant it was close, you know, in the close eye of the attendants there. So I felt that it was safe. It wasn't sitting in the rain. It was this beautiful tender mercy to just have enough covering so that I could sit there dry, listening to the raindrops hit the canopy above me. The service tech was on his way to help me. And suddenly my crazy day wasn't so crazy anymore. I remember that day with so much gratitude and fondness and abundance. I also look at that day as a turning point for me. I was so close to missing all of it by focusing only on the little things, granted the many little things that seemed to be going wrong, that were inconvenient, that were what I considered to be a burden. And when I felt that prompting to look up, it all changed. How often do we do this kind of stuff to ourselves? How often do we only notice all the little things going wrong? How often do we miss the abundance that is out there for you if you'll just look up? Thanksgiving is a day to remember and honor peace, friendship, family, and abundance, but we tend to get caught up in the drama. We tend to get caught up in the past of times when words were said or things weren't picturesque, when family wasn't acting the way you hoped they would, or all the many, many little things that try and distract you from the beautiful scene that's in front of you. We make things a problem by labeling them as a problem, but do we ever stop to question them? To wonder if it's really a problem in the first place? Like, why is it a problem and does it really need to be one? Henry David Thoreau once said, I am grateful for what I am, and have. My thanksgiving is perpetual. It is surprising how contented one can be with nothing definite, only a sense of existence. I am ready to try this for the next 10,000 years and exhaust it. How sweet to think of. My breath is sweet to me. Oh, how I laugh when I think of my vague indefinite riches. No run on my bank can drain it, for my wealth is not possession, but enjoyment. Oh, I like that. How sweet to think we're constantly surrounded by abundance. Even in those moments, it doesn't feel like it. Even when things aren't going right, even when we're frustrated with those around us, even when things aren't like you thought they'd be. Look up, breathe. Now I created a freebie for you to practice what I call the 10-4 rule. I also call this the miracle worker because that's what it is. 10-4 is an old code phrase that people generally use on CB radios to say, I got it, understood, acknowledged. I believe that our loving Father in Heaven is constantly trying to open our eyes and offer us loving abundance, but we close ourselves off from receiving them. In this 10-4 exercise, it's a way to respond. I got it. I acknowledge the abundance around me and thank you. Okay, so here it is, the miracle worker. It's simple. You can do it anywhere. You don't need paper to do it, but it's always a major bonus if you can write these things down. So start with the worksheet and then in a pinch, you can just do it in your mind, but practice it with that first. So we wanna start with the 10 part. As quickly as you can, just name 10 blessings. Broad, big blessings that mean the most to you in your life. I'm grateful for my health, I'm grateful for my family, for my home, for my friends, for the gospel, for food to eat, for clothes to wear. I'm grateful for books to read and music to enjoy. I'm grateful for my savior, Jesus Christ. On that day that it was raining, I'm grateful for the rain. I'm grateful that we have rain. I'm grateful that I have a reliable car. I'm grateful that my car has a rockin' heater. 
I'm telling you, my car is super warm. I love my car's heater. I'm grateful for those attendants. I'm grateful, you know, we can go on and on, but just be quick. Name 10 things that you're grateful for. These don't have to be specific things that you're grateful for. Just just 10 things that you can think of just off the top of your head. So this is the first part. And then you're going to move on to the four part. This is where the miracle and magic happens. You have to look up, look around you, pause, breathe. Then right where you're at, name four things in as much detail as you can that you're grateful for. No matter where you're at and under what circumstances there are, at least four things that you can name to which you are grateful for. Always. We can always find at least four things. I remember listening to Melissa Johnson. She is an LDS speaker and she's amazing. Go check her out. I love that cute little lady. When she was engaged, she was out hiking with her fiance and she had fallen like 40 feet in an accident and it was a miracle that she was alive at all but her recovery process was so intense and so painful and she was stuck in this position where she couldn't really move at all her head was in this brace that kept it from turning or moving at all and she just recalled feeling so sad and so overcome by the pain that she just wanted to cry again and again and then one afternoon she looked up the only place she could look and her eyes darted around her and she started listing off her own gratitudes. She was grateful for the lights on the ceiling. She was grateful from the light from the window. She was grateful for her medical equipment and for the tubes and hoses and for the nurses that came in and took care of her. No matter where you're at, what circumstances you're in, you can always find things to be grateful for. I use this 10-4 miracle worker to help me out of a funk. Whenever I start to feel overwhelmed or frazzled or anything negative, whenever I start pivoting in a direction that isn't going to serve me or I'm tempted to show up as less than my best self, I pull out this tool. Quickly, 10 things I'm grateful for. This reminds me that life is good. There's so much available to each of us. This doesn't quite get me out of the funk yet, but it stops me from further spinning and heading deeper in a direction I don't want to go. This 10 part pauses the inner chatter and the inner drama that we're consumed with. Okay, so the 10 part is important and that's why it can be broad. It can be things, but you're just recalling 10 things. You're asking your mind to stop focusing on the problem that you created. And now look at this. What are 10 things that I can be grateful for right now? Okay, so that just gets us out of spinning. Now the four part always changes me. This is the miracle worker. This is the part that changes you. I haven't once felt the same intense feelings or entertained the same intense thoughts as I did prior to the four. It changes you. So these four, you have to look up, you have to pause, you have to breathe, and you have to find four things that are immediately around you. Four very specific things that you describe in as much detail as you can muster. It invites you to look up, to look around, to look and to notice just how much abundance is available to you. Put there just for you. You can do this while you're in the car. You can do this to get out of your negativity bias and into gratitude. Look up, look around you. Notice how grateful you can be for organized traffic, for stoplights, for road signs, for laws that have people trained and tested before they drive. You can be grateful for paved roads and navigation apps to keep you on the right path. We used to live in Puerto Rico for a time and people would drive backwards on the freeways. There were so many one-way streets where they were more of a suggestion than a rule, where there weren't always paved roads and it made for a really rough terrain. 
I loved my time there, but when I came back to the United States, to my town of paved roads, I was so grateful for the contrast of organized traffic. There's so much around us. It's more than just saying positive things. When you do this, you're rewiring your brain. You're changing your very physiology. There's a ton of science behind the benefits of gratitude, and I highly encourage you to look it up and read more about it, but I'm going to give you a few of them here. Gratitude increases dopamine and serotonin levels in your brain, which are the key neurotransmitters that give us the feeling of peace and contentment. Gratitude leads to optimism that can lengthen your lifespan. Gratitude strengthens relationships. Dr. Robert Emmons once said, when you become truly aware of the value of your friends and your family members, you are likely to treat them better, perhaps producing an upward spiral, a sort of positive feedback loop in which strong relationships give you something to be grateful for and in turn fortifying those same relationships. So in other words, it it brings you up. There's an upside to thinking and valuing and being grateful for those relationships instead of the downward spile of thinking and negativities. It strengthens those relationships. When you look up and you start hunting for details, reasons to love and appreciate others, you add value to them. You love them more. Because you value them, you stop nitpicking at them and wishing they were different. You're open and able to let that love in. The 10-4 miracle tool will change you for the better. There is no downside to practicing this tool. There is only an upside, only positive effects. Positive effects that will strengthen you, that promotes more happiness, peace, contentment, and joy. Positive effects that strengthens relationships, family relationships, friendships, and others. Let me leave you with this one last thought from our dear Thomas S. Monson. He said, To express gratitude is gracious and honorable. To enact gratitude is generous and noble. But to live with gratitude ever in our hearts is to touch heaven. Thanksgiving doesn't have to be confined to one tiny short holiday sandwiched in between the two giant commercial holidays. Take the 10-4 miracle tool with you everywhere you go. Use it several times a day. Practice it again and again until it becomes a habit, until it becomes a part of you. Strive to touch heaven day in and day out. Okay, my beautiful friends, have an amazing day. I am grateful for you. I am grateful that you are here. And speaking of abundance, don't forget to jump on the opportunity I'm currently offering for a free coaching session. It's short but amazingly life-changing, I promise you. I'm not a car salesman. I'm not gonna take up your precious time selling to you. I am here to help you. I really love working with others and offering them valuable tools to apply in their lives to ease the pain and look forward with faith and gratitude and abundance. Try it out. You will not regret it. So you can sign up for that on my website, which is www.thecatalystcoaching, don't forget the ing.com. And just click on the free coaching tab and you can schedule that. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. So grateful for you. Okay. Over and out. Thanks for listening to Love at Home, the podcast. Check out the show notes for this episode at www.thecatalystcoaching.com. If you loved the show, make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Until next time. 